0: Welcome to Soul Speak. I'm your host, Erica Elmitz, and this is the podcast where I help to bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Have you been feeling really dragged down by all of the negativity in the world around you? Are you struggling to keep positive and focused on the good because it's just so tiring and frustrating When the world is basically crazy town, when deep down you know that the transition we're going through is bringing us to such a good place, but quite frankly, it's just brutal in the meantime. Are you wanting even to shake people and just say, please, for the love of God, be nice to each other? Do you even find yourself being triggered by the things that you've worked on so many times? Then stay tuned because this episode is for you. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the four keys to stay in your light. These are the most important things for all of us to keep in mind, to remember, and to practice as we navigate our third dimensional world and the energies and the other people in it. (laughs) Yes, the other people in it. That's always the tricky part, correct? Correct. So um, that's what we're going to be chatting about today. But before we get started, I like to start every episode with an oracle card message. This is a message that is intended to help you be very intentional with the time that you're spending listening. And I love to add multiple layers to everything that I do. And I'm going to be pulling a card from the oracle of the unicorns today, real time here. So you're going to hear me shuffling. This is not a card I pulled ahead of time. Um, and this is going to be something to, to keep in mind as you listen to this podcast today and think about not only how this relates to what we're talking about, but also your own personal experience. So let's see what, um, what message the Oracle cards have for this particular podcast today. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. We're getting the card friendship. This is about seeking out your soul family, surrounding yourself with positive people, and spend more time socializing. And guys, this is actually one of the keys that I will be talking about today. So I love how spirit works and brings the messages as a reinforcement for what we're going to be discussing here today. So really quickly, just on the housekeeping and announcements, I just released my 2021 upcoming series on um, the upcoming energies and soul growth lessons upcoming for the year 2021. I know many of us are completely done with 2020 and would love to fast forward and hit that fast forward button into 2021 already just to change the energy. Um, and so what I've done is put together a series of four videos, about three hours actually of, um, channeled videos, similar to what I do on my YouTube channel using Tarot and Oracle cards, channeled messages and, um, the link, I don't know if I can put this down below somewhere, but I will put this in show notes for those of you interested in checking that out. If you're looking for a sneak peek into 2021 and what you can be looking forward to. So let's just dive right into today's topic at hand, because it's really, in my opinion, mission critical. I mean, let's be honest, 2020 has been 2020. (laughs) It's like, can we just go to 2021, right? But I think it's interesting how many of us have known, especially those on an awakening journey and awakening path for a long time, that this was going to be a very significant year. And even though we knew this on a core level, on a gut level, on an instinctive level, nobody had any clue truly how this year was going to play out. And I think back to back in May of 2019, I was given very strong direction and clear guidance that the next phase of my mission work was intended to support people, lightworkers, workers starseeds, anyone on an awakening path to help navigate this upcoming event, to help navigate the transition that we're going through to go into the new earth. We've known this has been coming. It's been prophesized for eons. And the work that I've been focused on has been to help light workers stay in their light. So through this process, I have, you know, counseled people. I've shared this on many of my videos. I've done videos about lightworkers and how to stay clear and how to, you know, navigate the world that we're living in. Um, it's, it's difficult, (laughs) difficult might be an understatement, but it can be very, very challenging to be embodying positivity, love, abundance, consciousness while we're living here in this You know, in this 3D reality, we are arguably as we we are spiritual beings having a human experience and the more that we awaken to our spiritual gifts and what we're really here to do and how much, how much more we have available to us than we've been programmed or conditioned to believe, then it become extra hard to live in this world where not everyone operates out of that frequency or out of that level of consciousness or out of that paradigm. And so I was given a strong, strong mission, basically, was given to me to help lightworkers and and again, anybody on an awakening journey to stay in their light. And if you're anything like me, (laughs) you have been through the ringer this year, You know, the strongest of souls, the people that are the most like, you know, ready to go. We know we're going to a good place. This stuff's hard. This is very much an energy that even though we anticipated it, we knew it, we know it's for the good. There have been days that have been so incredibly brutal. And so I felt really called to share with you guys what I really feel are the four keys to staying in your light to keeping from getting um, off path, to keep from spiraling downward into the depths of despair or even depression. This is, um, it's an ongoing discipline that people need to really uh, practice on a regular basis. And so my intention with this is to share with you the things that I do in my life to help myself stay stay positive stay in a good place even though the world around me might experience you know different energies different ups and downs and these really are the things that i teach a lot more in depth in my various programs that i have but let's just get started with the first key so the first key in staying in your light is truly understanding our triggers understanding and recognizing when we get triggered. Now, many of you guys know when this happens. This is that time where we're going along in our life and something happens and we immediately trigger. We get extra upset. Our response is disproportionate to whatever's coming in, or maybe it's proportionate, it really ultimately depends on the situation. But when we find ourselves in a state of reactiveness as opposed to centeredness, that is the way to see when a trigger is coming up. Now, the trigger comes up as an opportunity to teach you something. Now, I'm going to be going more in-depth into shadows and triggers into in future episodes. But basically, this is where we can take a step back and go, whoa, okay, why am I upset? What's going on? What's underneath it? And part of staying in your light is not allowing that trigger or that shadow to the, the trigger that reveals the shadow, is to not allow that shadow to gain more and more power. Abraham Hicks calls it the scale of vibrational alignment and talking about you can go spiral downward in negativity very quickly. I mean, you've all been there, right? You start, you're upset about something and then suddenly it spirals worse and worse and worse and worse. So the discipline is about recognizing when this is happening and stopping ourselves in the moment and being able to actually take a look at the shadow and go, okay, okay, let me slow down here for a moment. What is going on? What am I saying to myself about this situation? Is this how I want to react now, part of the shadow play out, plays out when we're tired, when we're stressed. And, uh, oh my gosh, you guys, I keep saying 2020 is the year where we are seeing everybody's shadows around us because when life is normal, when life is kind of, you know, day to day prior to 2020, I'll say prior to 2020, um, yeah, we see people's shadows playing out. We used to see them, things would happen where we notice, we recognize it, we recognize it within ourselves and we go around. But man has the intensity jacked up to an exponential level in 2020 because we are under the craziest shift in consciousness, in humanity, our day-to-day lives. Everything has been shaken up and arguably is in a state of chaos or has been in a state of chaos. Now we know we're going to a good place. We know that we are moving in a good direction. However, when the, the chaos erupts, that's when we see people's shadows come out. And I got to tell you, and I know that you guys, (laughs) I know you're feeling it too, where we're seeing sides of people that we may have never seen before. And that's because we are going through what I call a mass collective trauma. Now, there are people that have gone through an awakening process sooner in their lives and have been here to prepare to help others that are going through this, right? But that's really what's going on on an energetic level. We are going through a collective trauma experience. And this is when the shadows can really come out. So part of staying in your light is being able to see it in yourself And to stop it from getting bigger. This is where, if you think about it, think of the shadow. You know, think back to when you were a kid and you're sleeping in your bedroom and it's nighttime. And you're in your bed and... Your fears are coming in. You're starting to imagine that there's like a big monster in the closet, or the shadow against the wall is actually a creature hiding behind your chair, and they're ready to pop out at you. And your imagination just gets more and more vivid, right? You start imagining everything and all of that. But imagine what happens when you walk over to the wall and you turn on the light. You see that there's nothing there, or you see really what it is. And in your imagination and in your in your response to it, it was bigger than it was in reality. And when we can shine the light on our shadows is when we can make friends with it. That's where we can say, hey, hi, I see you there. I see what you're doing. Thanks for showing up and thank you for teaching me, but let's just simmer down a little bit. (laughs) Let's not make it so big of a deal because I see you. And that's really the discipline of understanding self to where you can see when you're doing this. Now, much of the shadow does stem from our unconscious mind, which means we may not even be aware that this is happening. So this is part of a very critical piece of soul growth. And again, I will teach more about shadow energies um, and shadow work in future episodes. I do have a couple of videos actually on my YouTube channel already if you don't want to wait for future episodes um, that may help you. And if you just look up shadow work on my YouTube channel, which is Erica Elmits, then um, you can get a sneak peek into what I'll be teaching a little bit more in depth in future episodes. But basically seeing it, knowing it's showing up and keeping it from taking off, keeping it from taking a grip on ourselves. And that's where we just say, okay, it's here now because part of the shadow, it's always going to be there. You know, the people that believe that they're going to be, okay, when I'm healed enough, my shadow is going to be gone. No, it's not. The shadow is an integral part of our soul. It is always part of us. It is there as an incredible teacher to us. But it's also important that we keep it in perspective. We use it for its gifts, but we also don't let it start to take over our experience or our behavior. So that's the first key. Now, the second key to keeping in your light is not becoming complacent. Now, what do I mean by that? So many people, when they go on a personal growth journey and they're starting to make changes in their lives, they're growing, they're evolving, their life is becoming better and better and better, it's very easy when life is going well to begin to forget to do the things that got us there in the first place. These are the the disciplines, the spiritual disciplines, the daily disciplines that we have done to get us in a, a great place. Because when things are good, We're riding high. We're loving life. Oh, I'll just do, I'll just journal later. I'll do my gratitude journal later. Oh, I'll set my intentions later. Who cares? I did it last month. No freaking big deal, right? But that is one of the traps that people can fall in when things are going well. And so it's important that we very much not become complacent because what can happen is we can start to slip backwards we can start to undo some of the benefits that we have gained by doing those simple disciplines. So for example, it can be, it's different for everybody. There are some people who love to journal um, before bed or set intentions before bed. There's people that love to meditate. There's people that like to do gratitude lists, have a gratitude practice. There are some that um, do yoga. There are some that journal. There are some that, you know, take time to listen to uplifting or inspiring podcasts or YouTube videos. And so it's important to stay in your light to, to not become complacent because it's important to continue to prioritize this if that's a non-negotiable half hour out of your day that you put on your calendar and you do not schedule anything, use that time for you. Um, This is where um, the simple disciplines that I know, for example, have supported me is, I have created certain playlists on YouTube, for example, where I do um, in the past, this was more years ago than now, but it worked so well. (laughs) Here I am saying I'm not doing it now. I'm doing it in another form. But I remember, I don't know, about 10 years ago, there was a very, I went through a very difficult time during my divorce and um, I needed to do whatever I could to stay positive, to stay in a good place. And what I used to do is I actually listened to um, Abraham Hicks videos. Because for me, that helped me raise my vibration. It helped me align my frequency. It helped me focus on where I was going. And I'm not kidding. There was a time in my life when things were really bad where I was constantly listening to stuff. When I was in the car, when I was making dinner, I'd have my iPhone in my pocket and I'd be listening to stuff because it was all that I could do to stay centered and to stay in a good place when my world around me was changing very dramatically. And so for me, that was something that was something that was my go-to. Okay. I'm just going to listen to this. Um, I do suggest also to a lot of my viewers on YouTube guys, make a playlist, make a playlist of videos that when you listen to them, it resonates for you fully. It's a good reminder. You leave that video feeling uplifted and positive and exhilarated. Make a playlist so that when things are down, you remember, okay, I'm going to go back and find a video on that playlist that I remember I really loved. So that's an example of how you can set yourself up for success and not become complacent. So the third key to help stay in your light is to understand how the shadow and the dark energies work. The way that they work is they tend to flare up, especially in our Achilles heel. The thing that really, really, really affects us the most. Uh, for many people, this is, a tr- you know, their Achilles heel is their children. You know, anything bad happening to their children and that's when their shadow or shadow energies, or the lower density frequencies that we're swimming in, guys. We're swimming in a pool of frequencies as we're navigating our world, and when we get pulled into some of the negative frequencies that can be in our environment, they can come from other people, they can come from, you know, the news. Hello, um, but we can. It can always hit us on our Achilles' heel. So when we understand this it can help us, again, keep it in perspective. Now, I know there's a lot of people, especially as they continue to grow, to ascend, to um, continue their soul growth journey, um, they will notice over time how these triggers become diminish in uh, magnitude. Doesn't mean they still don't come in, but the, the Achilles heel ones, right? Those things that really get 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 us, get us triggered. A lot of it has to do with inner child wounding too, by the way. Um, those really deep ingrained limiting beliefs or inner child wounds that are our biggest triggers. And so just understanding that so that you don't judge yourself, first of all, when they come up, but also so that it can minimize. So realize that when the shadow energies come in, that they often are on our deepest wounds. Um, so the third tip, the third key, is to utilize the buddy system. The buddy system when we're swimming, it reminds me of this, um, <laughs> I love this, it reminds me of this this meme I saw years ago, and it's so cute. Uh, maybe I can find a way to post it, I don't know if I can. Um, where it's a cartoon where there's, um, a clothes dryer and there's a lineup of socks that are, um, like lining up to go into the clothes dryer. And there's a sign being held up that says field trip today. <laughs> like they're going and the teacher sock is yelling out, like, remember the bunny system. And they're all terrified going into the dryer. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. I love it. It makes me smile every time I think of it. But, That's really what we need in our experience. We need the buddy system. We are not meant to go at this alone. We are not meant to have to handle things by ourselves, even though our society and our culture has been wired to fully separate. I think that's changing now over this whole great awakening. We are coming more into unification and community than we have been. But we have been... A lot of us have been programmed to keep our feelings to ourselves, to not bother other people, to just, this is an inner journey is a solo journey. And I'm here to say that the buddy system matters and is critical to surviving this time when the shadow energies are so intense. Now, what do I mean by buddy system? Now, obviously, if you have a buddy, a friend, somebody in your life that is have a similar mindset to you, a similar vibration, a similar, on a similar growth journey as you. There can be plenty of lovely people in our lives that we love dearly and they mean well, but they're not of our soul tribe. They're not of our soul family that just gets us. Someone who is in a similar place to you. Now, um, the reason this is so important is because we are going to get triggered. We are going to have times where we spiral. We are going to have times where we're, we're facing something and we just want to find a way to clear it. We want to find a way to not feel this way anymore. We want to feel a way, we want to find a way to get back to center. And sometimes that includes another individual to help us with that, to help be that reminder. You know, I have um, my soul family there are people that are there to keep me accountable and vice versa. Meaning that when we have situations that come across in daily life, sometimes we need someone else to be able to reflect back what we're not seeing in ourselves. And so that's also where, when One of us gets down, the other one is likely not going to be down at the same time. It can help lift the other person up, remind you of what you already know. So buddy system is extremely important. Now, this doesn't have to be necessarily even in person because some of us, some of you may feel like you don't have that person in your life just yet. Oh, I don't have anybody that I can really talk to about this stuff. And again that's another future episode of what i'm going to be talking about is that period of time where maybe you ha- you know you've kind of gotten rid you've kind of outgrown or moved beyond certain relationships or friendships and suddenly but you haven't met the new ones yet so you're kind of in that mushy middle in between stage and so if you're in that stage find A resonance and a soul family or even an online resource that can fill that role in the meantime you know whether that is again putting together a playlist of inspirational videos or videos that um, have made you feel really good noticing um, when you need that support And part of why the buddy system is also very valuable for people on an awakening journey is that we help each other expand our gifts. You know, my soul family members, we all have our own individual gifts. Yet by being in a soul partnership with another person who has different gifts than mine, It only enhances my gifts. It opens me up to more. I learn from them. I'm constantly expanding. And so are they. And so the buddy system can not only be there for you in times of support, but it can also be there as a way to expand your light more and more. Because remember, this is about staying in your light. And the more that we can strengthen our light by expanding it, the the better we will do when it comes to things that happen in our lives. So there you have it, guys. Those are the four keys to stay in your light. Number one, understanding what the shadows and the triggers are for you and recognizing it. Number two, don't become complacent. This is about continuing the spiritual disciplines. The third is knowing that the shadow is always going to come up with our deepest wounds and our Achilles heels. And lastly, finding the buddy system, other like-minded souls, because remember, you will attract the right souls to support you on your path. And in the meantime, if you don't have anybody, then reach out. There's tons of different groups, you know, on social media. There's groups that you can find where you, you can interact. And even if you can't talk to somebody in real life, why do you think these online communities are so big? For example, on Facebook and Um, other social media platforms where there is interaction and people can be there for each other because this can be, and that's one of the gifts of the internet and the ability to reach out um, to people literally all across the globe. So, all right. So moving on. Now we're going to do the question of the week. This is where I answer a common question that I get often. And this week's question is something that I get asked all the time, so I thought I'd bring it on here today for all of you. And the question is, how do I begin to trust my intuition? Now, isn't that the million-dollar question, right? So the way I like to answer this is when you're starting out really understanding and developing your intuition, it's really about practicing. Now, many of us already are aware of how we've been intuitive in our lives. We all know those experiences where, you know, we trust our gut on something. It turns out we're completely right. And we go, wow, I was right about that. And then there are the times, all the times where we go against our intuition, right? Those times where you're like, "Oh, darn it, I knew I should have done that. Why didn't I do that? So, We're a lot more intuitive than we often give ourselves credit for. But when you're going on an awakening journey or an ascension journey and you're really beginning to develop this aspect of self, the best advice I can give is to really start practicing and noticing. Noticing when we follow our gut and when we ignore it. It's funny because I know when I, before I really awakened to my intuitive gifts, it's like, I didn't have the conscious awareness that I had them, (laughs) which sounds weird, but it's like, I didn't know I was intuitive. I didn't know I was quote unquote psychic. I didn't know I had information and access to all sorts of guidance and wisdom that was, um, source energy and all that. I had no idea. I just thought I had my thoughts and I thought I knew things and I just thought it was just the way everybody was. <laughs> like I just thought this is what everybody has and I never thought that it was my intuition speaking. And one of the things that really um, did it for me where I started to understand my gifts more and more was gosh well back probably about a decade ago, a little more than a decade ago, I was working at a homeopathic pharmacy and I was in charge of the esoterics, we called them. These were the product lines in our, in our pharmacy that were the flower essences, the gem essences, the orosoma. So the more esoteric modalities for healing. And when I was working there, I, oftentimes customers would come in and they knew they wanted a flower essence and they showed up and we had literally a wall full of, I can't even know how many hundreds of different flower essences we had. We had four full lines that we carried. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was just, it was a dream, honestly. I love flower essences. But um, they would come in and I would... And they'd ask like, hey, um, can you pull a flower for me? Because they knew intuitively that that would be a good way to do it. And so I would go over and I started to just look at literally the hundreds of bottles in front of me. And I would immediately be drawn to one, two, maybe three, depending depending on whatever it was that day. And then I'd pull the flowers and I would, then we'd go and I'd take the customer over and we'd look up in the book what the flowers were, what the flower essences helped with and what their meanings were. And every single time the person's person was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what's going on for me. And they hadn't told me ahead of time. It's not like they said, oh, I'm struggling with overwhelm or I'm struggling with grief. What flower essence do you recommend? They would literally come in and be like, can you pull a couple flowers for me? Because they already knew, you know, they already knew what we did when we worked there and and they knew what they were getting when they came in. But for me, that was really the first time I had a lot of practice. And I was fortunate because we had lots of customers coming in every day. I got to practice this often. But that allowed me to start to trust my intuition. When I was seeing how my guidance and what I was pulling for these people, for these customers was exactly what they needed in their lives. And then they'd come back in the store and be like, I can't even believe how my life changed and started started using that flower essence. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And I got to tell you, it really helped strengthen my confidence and my intuitive abilities. Now that was forever ago at this point, more than a decade ago. But I share that so that you can connect to something like that in your life. Um, So if you don't have an opportunity to practice um, create one, create an opportunity to practice, create something that you can begin to, um, flex that muscle to strengthen it. Now what you're going to find over time is that you begin to develop more and more confidence in how you in particular receive your guidance, how you receive your information, because that also is very different for everybody Right? The way I receive information is going to be different from how you receive information. You may have some similarities, but you also have your own gifts. So, understanding the different ways that intuition can come in is important, and trusting the way that it comes in for you. It doesn't matter what a book says, it doesn't matter what a teacher says. It's about you developing your own relationship with your guidance and over time, you'll be able to see and be able to trust more and more. And also it's going to continue to open up and expand the more that you begin to dialogue with your intuition, the more that you begin to trust it, see it as an ally and something to be trusted. Now, lastly, the only thing else, other thing I would add because obviously this is a topic I could go on for seven hours about, um, is for those of you that want to practice intuition, this is where you can, again, utilize the buddy system. You can find a friend and practice on each other, whether this is if you are using various tools on your intuition, for example, tarot or oracle cards. Um, This is where you could simply um, have a situation and say to your friend, like you can, and you can kind of trade with each other is, Hey, I have this situation going on. What does your intuition tell you? I know for me, I also, what I used to do is, um, if I had a situation going on as I was developing my intuitive abilities, I would channel the information because I do channel writing and I would channel the information, the answer. And what I would do is I had, uh, one of my soulmate, soul, soul family, soulmate too, obviously, um, I would throw that question out to her and then see what she got from her channel. And then we would compare notes. And it was a really powerful way for me to start to trust what I was getting. Cause the hardest thing, honestly, the hardest thing is to trust the intuition about ourselves, right? Cause that's where we can be biased. We're worried about bias. We're worried about our fears. We're worried about, are we interpreting this right? And so it's way easier to channel and, and be intuitive about other people because you're not personally involved. But that's where you can really start to trust your own guidance um, is to be able to have somebody to help reflect that back to you. Now, I do have a quick resource I'll share with you back on my uh, back a, a little bit ago. I created a video a couple years ago, that's actually on the homepage of my website, which is erikaelmits.com. And it's called, how do I know if it's intuition or just wishful thinking? And it's a channeled video using tarot and Oracle cards. Um, and if you put your, it's a free video on the homepage of my site, you just put in your email and then it will get emailed to you if that will be of help for you. And I thought it was really interesting the way the messages came through. So if that will be helpful for you, do go check that out and there we go. So, thank you for that question that actually came from um a member of my soul growth accelerator. And in the future, I will be also continuing to answer questions that I receive, and so stay tuned for how to submit your questions to me that I might be able to use on a future episode. So, before we wrap up, um I'm going to leave us with a final guidance message, a final, um, Oracle guidance message as a way to wrap this up as some food for thought for you, guidance for this topic that we talked about today for staying in your light and, um, okay, this one just jumped right out. Ha, expansion. Spread your wings and soar. Share your message and shine your light and show the world what you're made of. Isn't that beautiful? Share your message and shine your light. We were talking all about staying in your light and shining it as brightly as possible. And this is where it's time. It's time for us all to do what we can to live in our light As much as humanly possible and know that our light matters our light matters to the world around us our light matters to those in our vicinity even if we're not interacting with them there are lightworkers on the planet that simply by walking around in their world they help raise the vibration of other people around them even if they don't interact with them so know that your light matters know that it's valuable and show the world what you're made of. So be sure to tune in next time. Next week, we're gonna be talking about friendships. We're gonna be talking about relationships and friendships in particular, and that very difficult time when they begin to leave your life. Friendships that have run their course, friends who ghost you, and that very painful process that we all experience. So stay tuned for the next episode. That's what I'll be chatting about then. So in the meantime, please do go check out my YouTube channel, Erica Elmets, for hundreds of other videos and information about consciousness, soul growth, conscious parenting, conscious health, and also my website, which is ericaelmetz.com, to learn a little bit more about me and my mission. And until next time, guys, this is Erica Elmetz, and you've been listening to Soul Speak. Well, loves.